Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers, your statistics and sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joshua Tracy. And I am Corwin Heller. And welcome to the Thursday night, morning, whatever episode of the show. We're recording this on December 22nd, 6.30 p.m. here on the East Coast, which means we are three, count them, three days away from Christmas, keeping that Christ and Christmas. Happy Chrysler. <laughs> um, so, you know, inching near the holidays, which means as little as usually is happening in the world of sports, there is even less happening now. Uh, I guess we can kick it off with the thing we said we'd keep an eye on in the last episode, which is will the NFL force these teams that are still experiencing many players on uh, in health and safety protocols and COVID IL to actually play their games? And they did. What a shock to the nation. All the games that they pushed back two days where teams were still missing a, a butt ton of players like Cleveland being on their third string quarterback. Uh, yeah. They all still had to play. Um, yeah. Nick Mullins, right. Quarterback for the Browns. Yeah, man. Nick Mullins, former uh, 49ers all-star. Yeah. I say that because he was not, uh, he was right. not actually an all-star. Uh, so yeah, that sucks <laughs> if you're a fan of those teams, I guess, but, uh, I guess the NFL would tell you, uh, fuck you profits are more important to us than, uh, your enjoyment of watching your football team be good. So whatever. Um, and I guess it's a, this is an ample opportunity to take a look at some standings because we are, uh, inching nearer to the end of the season and the AFC is very much so up in the air. Uh, so let's yeah, the fact that the Steelers still have an opportunity to make the playoffs is both wild and wrong. It's dirty. It's very, very dirty. It's, it's not the way that should be quite the so opposite. As it, as it stands right now, no team in the AFC has clinched a playoff spot yet. However, uh, the chiefs are the one seed. At ten and four, the Patriots are still the two seed at nine and five. It still doesn't make any sense. Titans are the third seed at nine and five as well. Then the Bengals are in the fourth spot, eight and six. Colts in the fifth spot, eight and six. Chargers in the sixth spot, eight and six. Bills in the seventh spot, eight and six. And then the Ravens on the outside looking in, also at eight and six. The Steelers on the outside looking in at seven, six and one. And then we have some 500 teams with the Raiders and Dolphins and Browns and Broncos, all seven and seven. And then the eliminated teams are, well, the ones I didn't mention. And fuck me sideways. Is that a hell of a lot of Does very, very close to be teams? Sideways? It's the only way I like it. Um, yeah. So let's see. Uh, next week is fucking what? Week 15, week 16. What's next week? Week 20. 16, 16. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, I mean, like the, the Chiefs are making it like it, it's not worth. Let's start at the bottom going up. Um, Broncos next week. Bro, bro, this upcoming week. Bron, Broncos. Broncos are playing the, the oh the Raiders. That's going to be a, a testy matchup. Both those teams at seven and seven. Damn, that'll be fun. Four twenty-five. Check your local stations. 
Uh, it's tough because I wanted to ask you, do you care who wins this game? And I mean, the answer is obviously no, <laughs> but it might end up mattering for playoff implications. So would you have, do you have a team between these two that you'd rather see in the playoffs? Not even a little. I mean, I guess like at the end of the day, it's like, I don't really care which rival goes. I just don't want either of them to go. I mean, I know the Browns are probably not going to be able to do much. Like, I don't think either team is competitive. I don't think either team is going to be able to do much of anything. So I'm not really worried about them going. Yeah, I mean, I I think maybe seeing the Raiders go would be more interesting because uh, they've been in the news a lot. And uh, it might be a, a nice way for Raiders fans to feel okay about their very tumultuous season. But at the same time, I don't give a fuck about either of these goddamn teams. So who cares? Uh, next week, the Chiefs play the Steelers. Now, yes, the Chiefs have to be competitive because they're trying to hold on to the one seed. And if they lose and the Patriots win then uh, I don't know how the tiebreakers shake out, but then they're tied for the, for the one seed with only uh, two weeks to go. And obviously you want to, you know, hold on to that number one seed so that you can have the sole bye week that is remaining in the NFL. However, if the chiefs were feeling ballsy, what they could alternatively do is throw the game to the Steelers. Why they would do this. You might ask. If they beat the Steelers and one of the Raiders or Broncos wins, the whoever wins that game jumps the Steelers in the standings because they'd be eight and seven and the Steelers would be seven, seven and one, which means that there'd be an increased chance, not a guaranteed chance, but an increased chance that they would have to face a divisional opponent uh, in the playoffs. And while that might not be a huge deal because the Chargers are already going to be there, so why not add a third team? The saltiness factor always comes into play with divisional opponents. Of course. Now, again, obviously they won't do it because, I mean, it's tough to look at a bunch of guys and be like, hey, uh, don't don't win this one. But it makes you wonder how much more they would be willing to be like, all right, guys, really don't push yourselves out there if they had more than a one game advantage on the, on the Patriots. Because I don't know mm-hmm. me. I might do it. If I was Andy Reid, I might be like, all right, guys, like we're all going to play like a quarter. You're never going to get a team of 53 guys who all play professional sports and have just been bred into this, you know, competitive atmosphere, this competitive arena. I do not like the word you just used, bred in. Ugh, that sounded disgusting. <laughs> Listen, how else are we going to get these super athletes if we don't breed them? Oh, I hate the word breed. Ugh. Oh, do not like it. I do not like feeling like I'm an Isaac Asimov book. It's a zero out of 10 experience for me. Oh, man. Uh, All right. So the Browns are playing the Packers. The Browns really have no chance here. So, I mean, I think very realistically, we're looking at the end of the Browns season. The Packers, we haven't talked about the NFC yet. We, we do that next. Um, 
the Packers already clinched a playoff spot. So it's not like they have to try very hard to, to, to I mean, they don't have to try at all, really. Not only have, have they clinched a playoff spot already, but no one else in their division is over 500. You know, they're 11 and three. The next highest team in the standings is seven and seven. So they, they really have like no concern, but the Browns are so beat up and at such a lower talent level than the Packers that, man, it doesn't look like they're going to be able to pull that one off, which would effectively end their season based on who has a playoff spot and who else is in the hunt. So I'm going to guess that's probably it. Uh, Alternatively, or on the other side, eh, not on the other side, in addition to that, Dolphins playing the Saints next week. Who the fuck knows what either of these two teams are? Uh, it very fo- very much so feels like the uh, the tale of two seasons from both of these rosters because the uh, Dolphins are coming off of a five game win streak, you know, starting the season two and seven and mounting that all the way up to seven and seven after beating the Texans, Ravens, Jets, Panthers, Giants, and Jets again, and uh, the Saints managed to start off pretty hot going to five and two and then dropping five straight games to go down to five and seven and then won their last two against the Jets and Bucks to go also to seven and seven. So, it, it, I mean, really just like no concept of where these two teams are. But anyway, in terms of play and in terms of playoff implications for the, for the Dolphins, even if they win this, because someone has to also win from the Raiders Broncos game, it's not going to move the needle too much. Yeah, maybe if the Ravens also lose against the Bengals, because if the Steelers lose against the Chiefs, which is likely, Browns lose against the Packers, which is likely, whoever wins between Broncos and Raiders and the Dolphins win, then the Dolphins get to move up. A, one, one, wow, just one fucking spot. Like they may get to move up one spot. Yeah, they'd be tied. So they they'd be in a, a tie with the Raiders or Broncos, them, the Finns, and the Ravens. Provided the Ravens lose against the Bengals, which is not a given. So, in case you're wondering, where's Corwin's voice? Yeah, uh, he dropped out uh, because his Wi-Fi sucks butt at his new apartment, and he's trying to get it sorted out. So it's just me for a bit. Uh, All right. So then looking at the currently in the playoff teams, again, starting at the bottom, the Bills are playing the Patriots. And man, the Patriots continuing to win these games makes no fucking sense. So you got to look at the Bills and say, y'all can do it. Uh, But the game is, I believe, in New England. And man, man, is that so much harder to do? So uh, I, I guess you. it seems so improbable in a year where Josh Allen and the, the Bills are supposed to be better and the Patriots are supposed to be rebuilding for the Patriots to sweep that series. But that seems like the most likely thing to happen at home in Foxborough after already beating up on the Bills while your quarterback threw a whopping three fucking passes. So... Because then you have to show them your fucking pass attack. I I mean, it, 
Yeah. Now the Bills need to win this game because if the Bills lose this game and the Ravens win their game, well, they would swap places. Uh, the Bills would fall to eight and seven, and the Ravens would climb to nine and six, and the Bills would be out of the fucking playoffs. And, you know, it'd be tough for the Ravens to win against the Bengals. The Ravens are pretty beat up. Not that the Bengals aren't, but the Ravens are especially beat up, and the Bengals are, are a decent team this year. Uh, but still, I, I mean, when you're not in control of your own destiny and you're literally barely, they're the seventh seed, you're barely in the playoffs. You have to win these games. So, uh, what I miss? The rest of the fringe teams. We're now talking about the teams that are uh, in the playoffs. So just just got just got to the Bills. Now looking at the Chargers who are playing the Texans, and this is a pretty safe bet. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even worried. It's not worth spending the time. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. All right, so that means that we have the last wild card team, the top seeded wild card team, which is the Colts as of right now, going up against the Cardinals. Ooh. Yeah, that's an interesting matchup. The, the Cardinals have started off the season really, really hot. They've cooled down a little bit recently, but they're still, I mean, they're 10 and fucking four. You know, they, they've dropped I mean, their last two games, but. Before this week, I would not have even questioned it. And you kind of have to just a bit now, just because of how everything unfolded. That being said, I refuse to acknowledge the fact that, or I refuse to accept that they will drop two bad losses in a row. So I am pretty confident they'll be able to come back and play very well. I think they're going to be very focused this week. And I think that will, uh, will be enough to put them over the edge, even though they really shouldn't need that. They are significantly the better team. So. Yeah, and it's also again, it, it's tough to judge, especially late in the season when you have you know so many players hitting IL for a myriad of reasons. How interested a team is in playing their players and resting their players, as it stands today, the Cardinals are tied with the Rams at ten and four in the division. So obviously, they are also playing protect. They need to maintain their spot because you know dropping one position in your standings might not sound like a lot, but it, it's it's the difference between having a bye week and not having a bye right. week. Yeah, it's it's colossal. Oh my god! Every division leader in the NFC has ten wins, except for the Packers, who have eleven. Everyone else <coughs> is ten and four. I didn't realize that. It's amazing how different these two conferences are this year. I was it's about to say some difference, but this is like significant. Every year, it usually feels like the AFC is full of twelve win teams and two win teams, and the NFC is full with nine win teams and six win teams. And this year it is like the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. We've got like nine teams at eight and six this year, all vying for a playoff spot in the AFC and every division. And we have, uh, there's no, there's one double digit win team in the AFC and there's five in the NFC. Just a wild juxtaposition. as compared to what we're usually used to seeing. Uh, so anyway, the Colts, if they drop this game, it's 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 not it's not good. If, if you know, if the Colts end up dropping this game. Because they're the highest seed, I think if the Colts lose and the Bills lose and the Ravens win, the Colts are still in the playoffs while the Bills drop 
down, I believe is how that works. Um, but again, not a position they want to have to be in. They're probably the safest of all these three, three of these teams to lose, but that's not something you want to have to bank on. Um, but let's turn our attention over now to the division leaders. The Bengals are playing the Ravens. I probably would favor the Bengals here. Mm-hmm. Since the Ravens, as of right now, are without Lamar Jackson, and that's a pretty big fucking deal. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Tyler Huntley looked very good. Um, that being said, I still would favor Joe Burrow being able to beat him out head-to-head. Yeah. And it's just so hilarious because you look at the Ravens. Like, the Ravens are not in a playoff spot. The Bengals are leading the division. If the Ravens win, we thought they that was are on top of their division this year. and the Bengals are out of the playoffs. <laughs> like that's, that's like, North football right there. I like the dead ass. the it, we're talking a, a difference of four fucking spots in the standings from one game. That's so much. It's so does much. not happen all that often. No, and this is another reason why the Browns really have no chance because one of these two teams has to win, both of whom are at eight and six with the Browns at seven and seven. And against the Packers, they have no shot. And the fact that one of these two teams has to win that game, oh, they can die, but what are the odds? Steelers. Um, But one of those teams is likely to win that game, and that just packs it up for you. I mean, the Browns won't have the time left to climb back the two extra wins that they'll need to, to make up ground. It's just, it, yeah, they're, they're toast. Um, Bengals, Niners, sorry, not Bengals, Titan, Titans, Titans, Niners. Uh, it's just like, I don't know what, what am I trying to say? Um, I don't know what the Niners are, and I also don't know what mm-hmm. the Titans are. The fact that the Titans are winning their division is almost like, oh, I I guess someone has to. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the shittiest double-digit win team I've ever seen. Well, yeah. But who's to say? Uh, me here on my podcast. With my friend touche you got me there no I, I do got you by the nuggets mm-hmm. uh anyway if the if the titans win they move up to 10 and 5 there's not really a lot of competition for that top spot if they manage to win this game if they lose this game and go to nine and six and the colts win their game both sitting at nine and six i don't know what the tiebreaker is in that situation but they'd be at risk of losing their division lead obviously so a uh, large incentive for them to, you know, keep winning football games as all teams would like to do. Um, but uh, both those teams going up against some pretty interesting a- NFC West competition. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I'm not really sure who like needs it more. I'm not like this Titans fans feel like they had a, a sincere world world series Super Bowl window. Like if you're a Titans fan, you're going, we have to win it this year. It was all a waste. We're wasting Ryan Tannehill. Like, is, is that a, a feeling Titans fans have? Or is this all just gravy? Because you suck. Like. Yeah. 
if I'm a Titans fan, I'm treating this like Mark Sanchez. I'm like, none of it makes sense, but fuck it. Let's go. Uh, I just, both of these teams I thought were going to be big time, you know, not favorites, but contenders in their respective divisions. And both have just disappointed so much because of injuries. I mean, I guess that's, you know, one way to put it. I just don't really think either of them are kind of like the state they're in, you know, without Derrick Henry, the Titans are very not scary. And boy, just the 49ers have never really scared me this year just because like, yes, they have a very good defense. They have a very good run game, but Jimmy Garoppolo is not instilling fear in me at any point whatsoever. Um, And Trey Lance just has not been given the leash yet to do really anything. Um, I just, I, I think it's a battle of two teams that yes, want this for their own team's sake, but I don't think this is going to have any significant impact. Uh, no, and it feels like both teams between the Colts and the Titans are such a crapshoot for what they the expectations would be in the playoffs that having one in versus the other doesn't really mean like it just doesn't mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and I, 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 both of them have really dominant running backs this season. Although Derrick Henry's, you know, had some injuries. Um, and both they're like every time I see their name, I go like, oh right, yeah, they're winning games, right? Like I, it's never like uh, like you know the the Bucks got shut out for the first time. Like we all heard about it. Tom Brady said, "Fuck you" on the sidelines. No one cares. Or Aaron Rodgers and the Packers is full of wild, wacky right wing conspiracy theories, and they keep winning football games. I feel like I've heard more about the seven and seven Vikings than I've heard about the nine win Titans. And it's because they're such a boring team. And that likewise goes for the Colts outside of that one five touchdown game for their running back, whose name I already forgot. Jonathan. I don't know if you lo- if you watched any of their loss to the Steelers. Um, no. But boy, I I, it makes me not want to watch the Titans in really any capacity forever. The Titans, in my mind, are a six-win team for the entire course of the season. Like, at any point in the season, you could tell me they've won six games, and I believe you. Week six, they won six games. Oh, wow, they're off to a great start. Week 10, they won six games. Ah, well, you know, six and four is a good record. (laughs) Week 17, they won six games. Ah, football's hard. (laughs) Like, and I'd believe it at any phase, you could tell me they've won six games. Strong agree. I just, I just don't give a fuck about that anyway. So yeah, all right. Who cares? The Patriots are in the in the in the one seed. It's, uh, it's it's a one game advantage over the Bills, and so it it really can't be overstated how important this is for the Bills. Uh, again, I, I'm not sure of the tiebreakers. I'm, I really really don't give a shit to look right now. So it's not guaranteed the Bills will pass them. But for one thing, the Bills are one game away from being outside the playoffs. And potentially one game away from being on top of the division. And that means it's a game you need to win. Especially since you got fucked 
on home turf last time this game happened. How do you see it going? Well, that's what's it's so wildly unpredictable because the the Patriots didn't need to use Mac Jones at all. Not that Mac Jones is some great fucking, you know, ace in the hole, but it's like it's like with pitching. You're, you're going to save your curveball until like the second time through the order so that players don't see your curveball. Mm-hmm. And all pitchers do this with their secondary or third, or third pitch. But even if their third pitch sucks ass, it's just that I don't want you to know all, what all my pitches look like today. So I'm going to save one of them for later. That's Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones is a mediocre slider that you're saving for the, for, for the fourth inning. <laughs> Because, because, yeah, hey, at least I don't know how to how to swing it, you know, like. So do you see Mac Jones coming out and throwing the ball like 50 times? No, but I would expect because of the available. That would be from, hilarious. I would expect my my sincere guess is Mac Jones goes. Uh, 20 for 25 with but like with like 150 Just yards, stupid efficient one touchdown no interceptions, like a really lame, boring stat line, but just okay. not a lot of yards. He is, he's there exclusively to screen. I am primary reads. I'm first reads and first reads only. We are here to play one song. And that song is slot receiver. Um, yeah, because I mean, like, if you can be that efficient on the run game, then you don't really need to extend the the run game too far out for it to to make it different and effective. You know, like shovel passes and laterals can just get turned into slightly forward passes going one to three yards, and all of a sudden they have completely different looks and formations. So, uh, I mean, for them, it, it's not like they have to switch from being super conservative on the run, everything being handed off in the backfield to forty yard bombs. That it's it's so much of a jump that it would almost probably be counterproductive. Um, obviously, you don't want to do the exact same thing you just did. So if you just turn those, you know, handoffs into slightly forward passes where you have more of the running backs off to the to the wings, or you do it with your wide receivers again coming out the slot or or doing you know crossing routes, then it's very similar similar play style while being different enough that you're going to have to force adjustments from the defense and how they position and how they approach the attack. And then they're just going to, they, they, they can't just stack the box. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you also, again, don't have to do, you can have to go 10 yards down, down the field to, to make your passes effective. It's that's what I would expect anyway. So uh, yeah, it's it's must win games all around. The only exception really is, I, I guess, the Chiefs. Uh, but even then, they're protecting against uh, having the first seed, which you know it means something. Uh, it means a lot, but it's not nearly as interesting as the other ones. Where the 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 whether or not they make the playoffs is not what's on the line here, which is the case for a lot of other teams. So it, it's a much less interesting case to to dissect. So. On the NFC side of things, Packers have clinched their first in the NFC North altogether. The first in the NFC, first in the NFC North, they're 11-3. Uh, actually, we'll start at the bottom again. That was more interesting. The Oh, my God. Fuck you. The Giants aren't technically eliminated? What? That wouldn't make any fucking sense. The Giants at 4-10 and 10 aren't technically eliminated yet? Suck my balls. How? 
I guess if they won, I don't even want to think about it. It's a dirty thought. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. All right. So they're playing the Eagles. Who cares? No, I'm not even talking about a four-win team. Fuck you. The Seahawks aren't technically eliminated yet. Five-win team. Fuck you. Panthers, five and nine. Fuck you. Falcons at six and eight. Fuck you. Washington, six and eight. Fuck you. All right. So we're on the. We're out of the Saints at seven and seven, who we talked about already. If they win this game, they have a chance of leapfrogging over the Vikings, who are sitting at seven and seven and playing the Rams, which is a way harder matchup than Saints Finns. So solid chance that they could. Problem being that the Eagles are also ahead of them in the standings. They're the eighth seed versus the Saints ninth seed. And the Eagles are playing the Giants, who are a very bad team. So Eagles win and Saints win and Vikings lose, which it would be my guess if I was a betting man then the Vikings would probably fall to the ninth seed while the Eagles and Saints got bumped up a spot. But if the Eagles also lose, which would be, I mean, honestly impressive, then the Saints would get a chance to hold a playoff spot. Um, At eight and seven, they'd also, the only other team that they could potentially move against is if the Niners were to lose to the Titans, which would also put them at eight and seven. Uh, Again, that's such a fucking crapshoot based on how that team's been performing. It's tough to really get, get anything out of there. Uh, and I also don't know what the tiebreakers would be because both teams would be eight and seven. Uh, but there is, I guess, a world in which the Eagles and Saints just take the spots of the Niners and Vikings heading into the last week or heading into the penultimate week of the season, which I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure what these teams have to uh, these four teams feel like four teams that uh, someone has to make the playoffs because someone has to make the playoffs. And it's the least interesting part of an expanded playoff for that reason, because they're lame teams and I don't care. Uh, so now, Corey, we're talking about the Rams who are a wild card team okay. at 10 and four playing the Vikings. They'll win that game. The Vikings are not. Are not yeah, I'd, I'd be confident. I mean, I don't want to say definitively, of course, you know, it's the NFL shit happens all the time, but yeah, I mean, Vikings are kind of dead in the water. Um, and I'm much more confident in the Rams. I mean, Matt Stafford just passed uh, 50,000 career passing yards, fastest to ever do it. That's got to count for something, right? Yeah, it's it's got to. Maybe now he can tell his wife to stop being such a, such a jerk. Maybe I got 50,000. Can you please stop being such a dick on Twitter? <laughs> stop bullying people. God. Stop throwing shit at the fans. God damn it, Nancy, or whatever her fucking name is. Um. Yeah, so it is. I know it's not Nancy. No, maybe it's got Nancy Reagan on the mind. The throat goat, the throatus. <laughs> that was a great week on Twitter. Anyway, uh, Arizona Cardinals are playing the Colts. That was a great week on Twitter. Um, we talk about this from the Colts perspective. Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck? If the Cardinals were to lose, um, and the Rams win, obviously they would change places. Um. Which certainly could happen. Uh, the playoff implications for it, I actually don't think would be colossal only because neither one of those teams would really uh, likely anyway end up holding the number one seed, which is the only seed that comes with a bye week at this point. Um, so because there's such a lopsided quality to the teams that are in the playoffs this year, I don't think it matters that much. 
actually, it really wouldn't matter at all because if they one team would be going, they'd be switching places. They'd both be four and five, and then after one of them lost and one of them won, the other one would just be four and five, which means that their playoff matchup would go from being each other to being each other. Um, so it really don't feel advantage though. Yes, I understand, but when it's the divisional opponent where you're kind of used to their stadium anyway, I don't think it's. I'm not saying it's not a, a deal. I just don't think it's a big deal. I think it's a pretty big deal. It's pretty fucking minimal, bitch. Dumb bitch. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's how it's going to be today. That's how it's going to be. Uh, the Bucks are playing the Panthers. The Panthers uh, blow hot ass. Um, so that that's that's enough of that. Also, there's, there's no team that's really fucking with 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 the Bucks spot right now. Like you know, the Bucks are sitting. At ten and seven, New Orleans is the nearest team. Team at seven and seven, you know, like there's there's not really any implications for this game. If if they if they win and the Packers lose and the Cardinals lose and the Rams lose and the Cowboys lose, um, <laughs> then they will get to be the one seed. But fuck, that's so many things to have to happen. Who gives a shit? So really, this game just has no implications. So who who cares? Um, which likewise can Tom be Brady. said. About the Cowboys, um, ten and four. Again, the second place team in their division is the Eagles at seven and seven. There's no implications for this game at all. So who cares? And the Packers are in the one spot against the Browns. They have no one below them that matters. No implications for this game. One thing that you did miss though, while you were on uh, technical issues, is the Giants are not eliminated from the playoffs yet at four and ten. Mm. Isn't that disgusting? I don't. I don't want to care. Like, I don't want that. To I skipped be a thing, Obviously, like, I just. Why? I assume it's because of the Vikings. They're seven and seven, and which means that there's a 500 team in the playoffs. And if the Giants won out, they'd finish at seven and ten. And if the Vikings lost out, they'd also finish at seven and ten. And there must be a tiebreaker in there. And obviously there's many teams in between, but you get what I'm saying. Um, if everyone else that's not a giant lost out and the Giants won out, I'm assuming they would also cover the tiebreaker that would involve them holding that last playoff spot. But fuck, that is a disgusting. A four and 10 team should not be in a conversation for a playoff spot come week 16. Yeah, it should be one of those things where it's like, all right, if nobody reaches this minimum threshold of wins or win percentage, there should just be a second buy team awarded. I honestly, I wouldn't be opposed to this caveat. Like, uh, what? You can't be five hundred anymore because there's the. It's just, well, I guess you could be. Steelers have yeah. If you're if you're it. under five hundred or under if you have under five hundred, you can't make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I fully support this. Yeah. Yeah. That actually, that'd be kind of, that'd be kind of, that'd be very interesting because it would also give a reason for, I guess division teams always have a reason for fucking with you or for playing you hard, but you know, like a week 17, um, you somehow have a, uh, you know, like the, the bills are playing the fins and the bills are like, who cares? 13 and four and the fins are, uh, eight, eight and eight. Week 17, Finns hold the last wild card spot, but you can't make the you can't make the playoffs under 500. So the Bills don't need to win the game. They're the one seed at 13 and four. 
Fins are at eight and eight, and the Bills just cream them because then at eight and nine, they can't make the playoffs, even though they would still have the wild card spot. It would be kind of fun. And I, I like that. They would add extra drama. Extra, it would be extra um, arbitrary drama. Extra arbitrary drama, which is the best kind of drama. Arbitrary nonsense drama. Hands down, number one drama genre, drama genre type. The best one. Arbitrary. It's the best. Yeah. So, anywho. There's a lot of implications heading into week 16. It, chances are this will extend itself into week 17 as well, since there's so many close matchups in the AFC. The NFC is getting itself pretty much wrapped up. Uh, as you know, we, we really breeze through it because there's there's not a lot of implications for the for the rest of it. Um, week 17 and week 18 are all we have left. It'll be a lot of change, a lot of flux in the uh, NFC North, sorry, AFC North and AFC South. Um, but the other divisions, not as much. Um, yeah. That's really the, the picture. It's really where we're at. Yeah. It's going to be one of those things where I'm noticing that how I'm saying that again. I'm very curious to see how it plays out. But in the grand scheme of things, I don't really care how it plays out. If the Steelers make the playoffs, I'll be very sad because there will be no chance of us getting a pick for QB this year. And I know for a fact we have no ability to perform in the playoffs. There's no way we are going to a Super Bowl and winning a Super Bowl and say what you will about always wanting to go to the playoffs. And it's all about, you know, that. I. I'm not here for that. I'm here for performing, you know, as a team in the long run. You know, it's not just a one-year league. Uh, that's the only thing that would make me upset. Otherwise, fucking pull them out of a hat. That'd be kind of fun. Imagine, fun. imagine they ran the 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 last seed in the playoffs the way that they run uh, like draft lotteries. Like every every win you have counts as an additional entry into the lottery. So you miss the playoffs at uh, eight and nine, you have eight entries. If you miss the playoffs at one and, and sixteen, <laughs> you have an entry. So the likelihood you make it non-existent, but you could make it. And honestly, that would be a fucking blast. And could you imagine like a seventeen? Missing the playoffs. Yeah, I could. It'd be that beautiful. Would be exceptional. Honestly, I'm kind of in favor of this now. The only problem oh, being sure. it would really fuck with uh draft order. <laughs> Imagine you like bottomed out and went one and seventeen. I'm like, oh yeah, first pick in the draft. Oh yeah, shit. A quarterback, yeah. Raffled up into the playoffs. No. And then you go and win the Super Bowl. It's like, no, we won the Super Bowl, but we're not built for the future. No. Or like if Urban Meyer was so bad as a coach, like the Jaguars were actually an excellent team this whole time. They go to the playoffs and just win it with some interim head coach because like they just hated playing for Urban that much. 
Well, and then, you know, that's what's funny about football. Like, you know, we just mentioned how the fact that the Dolphins who are went on a five game win streak right now and are sitting at seven, seven after starting the season two and seven. Like, imagine instead of, um, you know, the middle of the year, they 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 got dropped into the playoffs after dropping seven of their last nine and went on a five game win streak to win the Super Bowl. Obviously, it's not like it's that easy, but it'd be fucking hilarious to watch. That would be about this. Uh, is there anything else really going on in football right now? It feels uh, pretty quiet. Outside of all of the COVID. Me. Baseball's quiet. I ain't heard shit. Yeah. Hockey's quiet. Nobody's playing. They're not playing. Yeah, yeah, that's why it's quiet. <laughs> Basketball is getting ready for its uh, its break. Texas A&M forfeited the Gator Bowl because of uh, too many Gators. Too many Gators, yeah, yeah. too many Gators. Now COVID pulled out. COVID pulled out, but our dads didn't. Didn't wrap yeah. up. Gotcha. Nope. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there really, there really isn't anything going on today um, in the world. Like, I was thinking about the things to talk about before Corbin and I hopped on to, to talk about things. And I realized that everything I had to think about, we basically talked about on Sunday because nothing, nothing's fucking happened since then. Uh, and I guess that's fine. Who, who gives a shit? Um, we can't force things to happen. No, and we're not going to try to. I have, I have gripes. I have minor gripes, but... Like, I don't like I don't want to sit here and have to force myself to get worked up about a Hall of Fame ballot thing again, because for one thing, doing it yeah, time. yeah, we we did that like a, two weeks ago and I'm still annoyed. And like. It's the Hall of like, it's not serious. It's not it's not all that to get worked up about individual ballots or trends multiple times during a voting season. Like it's it's just it's just not. And it sucks because that's like the only thing that's actively happening day to day in in sporats. That's not um, COVID diagnoses, but yeah, it, it's not there. So fuck it. Let's just wrap it up. How about it? All right. Well, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at Juicing Pod. If you'd like to send emails to the show, you can do so at. Uh, juice the numbers at gmail.com. If you'd like to send Corwin any NASA Twitter DMs, you can do so at Corwin. Hell, if you'd like to send me any NASA Twitter DMs, you can do so at Joshua D. Tracy. And until Monday, y'all have a good one.